Yo, this is Rob Harvilla from 60 Saws That Explain the 90s, the world's greatest loopy and perverse and inaccurately named music nostalgia podcast. We're doing 90 songs now because there's too many songs. Pearl Jam, Jay-Z, Jewel, U2, Cher, Hootie. These are just some of the names people yell at me on the internet because we're back. More great songs, more rad special guests, more loopy perversity. Join us once more on 60 Songs That Explain the 90s every Wednesday on Spotify. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Cherry. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about who will it be this week? Hip-hop, R&B, anime, video games. Ooh, I think video I like what games. what you did there. Largely video games. <laughs> After many references on this podcast to the acclaimed video game series, Hitman, I finally, I finally, Micah's recommended References in passing, you know, me just kind of, you know how when you really, like a thing is really good and you want to share it with your friends, those that are, that are close to you, those that you love, right? Yep. And you just find a way to edge it into like every other conversation you have on the hopes that eventually maybe they'll consume this thing and you can share some ground with them, you know, just... That sort of thing. Um, Hitman. Hitman 3 is that thing. Yes. But, but here, okay, here's the thing, though. To your point, to your point about the, the nudging, right? Uh, you know, real ones know this podcast began, began as a recap podcast about Evangelion, right? And Evangelion is one of those things where it's like, you, if you're a millennial or younger, you have you know, five to eight friends who've all done the thing at some point of like, you got to watch Neon Genesis Evangelion. It's this really great show, even if you don't like anime. And you hear that shit enough, and it's like people are effusive about it. And like, maybe the first time you hear that recommendation, you go watch that shit, and you're like, wow, this is great. But there's a kind of person who is like, oh, they get recommended that kind of thing. And then everybody else they ever hear talk about it is so effusive. And then... You get weary. You're kind of like, okay, this this sounds like it sounds cool, but like, I, like, could it possibly be the thing that all of these people in their little hive mind are making it out to be? Could Evangelion really be this good? And then you go watch it for yourself. And you're like, oh shit, okay, oh okay, oh I see, oh I see what this is. And I, I'm not trying to draw a direct comparison between Hitman and Ava, but. That if you listen but, to any video game podcasting person, like I feel like video game podcasters are all like they all do the like Hitman is one of the greatest, like low key, one of the greatest video game franchises of the century. And, you're, and it kind of like roll, it's rolled off me for like five to 10 years at this point. All the people who stand Hitman that I otherwise respect and listen to. 
including you, Micah. And I apologize <laughs> because after binging six different Resident Evil games in the past two months, I finally looked at my library and I remembered that I bought Hitman 3 uh, in a Steam sale months ago on the cheap. And I was like, oh, you know what? Probably at the price that Hitman Three by itself is, you know, like that's probably what it's worth. What is it? What was it? Twenty dollars? Did you buy it for? Like, cause I mean, like Hitman Three by itself is only six I think levels. It was but if you got to like, yeah. Or t- yeah, 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 it was like May fifteenth, something like that. It was, yeah. it was a good sale. It was like- six expansive, glittering, yeah, nice, textured, layered levels. But, you know, like only six levels uh, you can feel hard done by if you spend $60 on that, which I think we touched on at first. Yes. But yes. $20 is, and I'm thinking, is and I'm, the exact I'm going in. Of, I'm going in with these expectations of like, okay, you know, it's be nice to give it a shot. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll try it for a couple hours and come back to the pod and, and sort of affirm whether Mike was right or like, oh, yeah, you know, I can keep playing this. I fucking boot up. And you start the game with that call open in Dubai where you just on the top of a goddamn Bruh, Look closer. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it is It is a very, like, it's such a moody open. And the score is Yo, so good. Yeah. I I was like, wow, right? Because it's just like, you. they really just drop you in the shit in the beginning, right? It's like other games have been like, you the tutorial where you hit man three, you just like, nah, you in midair, climbing his and building. nearly getting chopped up by the blades of a helicopter, you know, yes. because you're doing a halo drop into the tallest building in the world. Micah, explain Hitman real quick. Just for the people who who not on it. Uh, you mean like as a as a user just experience pitch it. or like just the story? Pitch it. Okay. No, 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 no. And that will be a, a point of, of conversation here about the story telling of Hitman. <laughs> but I implore you to focus oh, on the user experience oh portion of this. Okay, so Hitman 3, I think the most concise way that I've ever sold it to anybody else is that Hitman 3 is a disaster sim where you are put in a large area with lots of moving parts that sort of react to you as a virus as you change things. And the way that you beat the game is by conquering the virus, either by killing all of the antibodies or the nucleus, and then, you know, like, getting out. Yeah. Yes. No, that was really good. One, good metaphor. Two, really succinct, like... That's good. That is a good illustration. I kind of wish you had employed it earlier on earlier episodes where you tried to recommend it to me. <laughs> that was a really nice literary flourish, you know? Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank right, you. I tried. You know, okay, I'm going to tell you what the hesitation might have been, right? In retrospect, it's like, I think it's easy to look at Hitman and be like, okay, I get it. Like, shooter, sneaking, you know, kind of like open-ended kind of maybe has some elements of immersive sims, some elements of like Tom Clancy games and like maybe people like it as much as they do because it just has cool level design, right? But do you actually get in this shit? And the thing you're saying about virus versus antibodies is so real because like one thing that that feels super impressive um, and I, I three is the only one I've played. I have to go through and play all these now. 
I'm gonna buy blood money. I'm gonna play the first two in the bundle that I got. But like when you when you go into that lobby in Dubai, for instance, and like you used to games kind of having NPCs and it's like, okay, there's like 20 NPCs in this map. You walk up in Dubai, it's like the whole lobby has a hundred people in it. Right. And this is a game where like the whole thing is you try not to be noticed doing shit. And I don't know, man, if you hand counted the number of people on the Dubai map is like 500 people. Right. Like that's yeah. stressful. That shit is stressful. Milling. Yeah. Like, Just I mean, like milling, milling about. about. Yeah. Milling about ta- like having side conversations about, you know, how the target Marcus Stuyvesant was you know, an angel investor to a certain class of artists and blah, 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 blah. Like, it's like all these things, like there are so many challenges within a level. Yeah. And so many different, like, ways to eventually get the big targets that progress the story forward or unlock the next mission or what or what have you. Like, there's so many different ways to do it because there are so many, like, because there are so many NPCs, because there's so many, like, it's like a swaying thicket of interests that you have to kind of, like, find your way through. Yeah. And it's, I think it's the thicket, everything being, like, a thicket you have to whack through is sort of like, like, one thing that's funny, if you go watch, like, YouTube videos of people playing Hitman, right, it's it's sort of obvious how kind of, you know, compared janky let's say some of the ai can be right but like the smart thing about these games feels like it's that okay well the developers respond to that by just being like okay yeah any one npc is dumb but if it's 500 of them it kind of obviates a lot of what you would do if it was just if you if it was easy to get you alone in a room with like a dumb algorithmic script that would be one thing, but even just getting the NPCs to go where you want them to go is like not that easy, right? Like you get stuff like the coin and you can distract people and all that shit, but it's just like, it, it, it does feel kind of wild when you're in, and we might as well talk about it, but like the club in Berlin, when you're in that club and the yeah. whole place is like, you, you can't talk get about a the moment's club. rest. Talk you about the club. There's no peace in the club, right? Because it's like the only place where you you have any time to yourself is when you're outside the club, right? But once you're in the club and the club is huge and the club is vertical, right? It's got multiple floors and you're trying to kill like set this up a five bit? people. No, Should I set this up a little? Yeah, so like this is I, like the, the Apex Predator mission in, in Berlin is one of like is one of the best design levels. Like, just because, first of all, the setting is so crazy because yeah. it's, it's just like this, it's like this, it's like this gay nightclub in the middle of the woods, like outside of Berlin. And you have to find your way in. And then once you're in, it's like, there are so many, like there's, there's two giant levels and a massive dance floor and then all of these back service rooms that are hiding all of these essential items that help you. And the comms are down. So basically, yep. at this mm-hmm. point of the story, you have been turned on by, I think, the shadow client who's hung you out to dry for, you know, all of the, the 
all of the red on your ledger and the crimes that you've committed against various free nation states and blah, 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 blah. So the organization that you were once a part of is out to get you and you are actually, you know, being the hunted or now becoming the hunter because you've lured, their, you've lured them all into this one spot. So they're all hunting around in this warehouse for you and you need to take them all out. That's that's how you that's how you finish the mission. Yes, and it's it's. It, I think to get more specific, sort of, you need to take out at least five of the the higher guns, right? Of a possible this, ten. Yeah. yeah, it's ten or eleven, right? And and you can actually take out all of them, but like you got to take out five. And it's funny, like the uncertainty of it too. It's like your comms are down at first when you go into the mission. You actually don't know. You don't know how many people you have to kill. And then all the people you have to kill blend in really well with the thousand people in this fucking club, right? And also to your point about all of these little service rooms and back rooms and you got a bunch of different stairwells and it really it feels like a club. Like, like you feel like you in the club in this shit. It's not like the video game thing where it's like, why does this building not have any bathrooms? Like... It's like it's bathrooms, you in the club. And things are happening in the bathroom. Yeah, it's right. just, there's, it's, yeah. it's And also, every every other door is locked. <laughs> <laughs> Shit is locked, like, <sighs> you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it sorry, is. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I didn't complete my, 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 my thing from earlier. Mm-hmm. Hitman is a disaster sim wherein you are put inside of a confined space and everything within that space reacts to you like a virus. And at the end, if you have not found a crowbar, you will not win. <laughs> you will not win. <laughs> Yo, the worst feeling too, it's like, okay, because, okay, obviously a big issue you'll run into, right, is stuff that's locked. Uh, stuff you Stuff that would just be, like, you can get around, but it's so much easier if you can just get a door open that is otherwise locked or something like that. The worst fucking feeling in Hitman, though, is like, when you finish the mission and you're like, oh, there are two possible exits. One of them is 30 meters away behind a door that I don't have a crowbar for. And the other is 300 meters away. Like that, that. Ooh. I mean, like there's nothing more I, like there's nothing more frustrating than like killing Car- Carl Ingram, getting mm-hmm. out of the door. Seeing that the helicopter is right there, yeah, yeah, but then the ladder is locked up behind a lock that you can't pick because you don't have a lock pick yet, and you didn't go find the crowbar wherever it is. You can't do it with a screwdriver because I don't know for whatever reason you can't use a screwdriver. Uh, I will flex for a second and say I actually accidentally got the helicopter keys on that first mission. Uh, I don't. I think I, I got caught by somebody, and I ended up throwing a brick at their head to knock them out, and then stealing their <laughs> uniform. But they had the helicopter keys, or it was like somebody around the area. Um, yeah, man. Like I, I don't know. Like for some reason in my head, I expected like a a weird kind. You know what it is? Let's talk about the storytelling too, real quick, because it's sort of like if you look at the actual kind of like the stuff that makes it into... Forget the YouTube highlights, right? Which are the highlights, right? The gameplay, people doing crazy improvisational shit. The stuff that makes it into trailers when you talk about Hitman, the stuff that gets adapted into that, the bad Hitman movie, who I forgot right. starred in, 
is uh, Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant, right? And it's like the drama of Hitman. I'll be honest with you, because I'm playing through this, and I'm trying not to skip these cutscenes. But bro, like the the story, t- like you, it has that impermature of like late two thousands, post nine eleven counterterrorism. Everything has to be like on the the born identity wave type thing. But it like, and, and everyone makes this joke, but it like, there's a dissonance to the fact that Agent 511 looks like Pitbull. And it's, but the story is so kind of like dead serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's wearing his, his ashen gray express suit. Yeah. yeah. And, it's very USA, like, USA network type drama. Or it's like in and the bird people that notice, you're taking around are like warrior aristocrats. Yeah. Um, oh my God. When the woman says that, when that one woman says warrior aristocrats, I lost my mind. <laughs> she said it so dead ass when she said it. Whose great grandfather made a killing in the second opium war? They made a, they first made their fortune in gunpowder during the American Civil War. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, there's just like a lot of very uh, Walmart five dollar bin action movie <laughs> geopolitical yeah, intrigue going yeah, on. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Great. But ignore it because, <laughs> like, it's a it's about using a rake to knock out a security guard. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the gameplay itself is so much funnier than like the story. It feels like the story really wants to resist just leading into how stupid Hitman is when you actually play it. Um, Like, I don't know, man. I was watching um, after I I was so amazed by I think when I when I first texted you about like actually getting into Hitman 3, I think I was doing the Berlin. I was doing the club. And I was like, yo, this this series is tight, but also I feel bad at it. Because the first time I did the club, the first time I did it successfully, I'll be I'll be honest, like I just went in and shot everybody in the club. Like I I did not, <laughs> I was not a world-renowned spy about it. I just went in the club and shot up the club like Gucci. You know what I mean? Like it was not, I hunted them down. You know what just, I mean? <laughs> You just walked to the club and shot your silence pistol there and see who who reached for a weapon when everybody else was supposed to scatter. <laughs> yeah, and that no, was that was I your was idea. The, I was the, <laughs> and it's also like of the eleven people, it's like the first five niggas I saw. I just I sort of it was, I was like the Reaper. You know what I mean? And I'm playing on mouse and keyboard. And on mouse and keyboard, you could just click heads, right? So it's just like you can win any gunfight in mouse and keyboard because it's just like you can get 20 shot headshots off for anybody even knows what's going on. So yeah, <laughs> I, I ran to the club, shot everybody a left, right? And then it's just like the second time that I was like, no, wait, like this is the fact that this club is to scale is wild. And so I'm walking through methodically. There's like a fucking like grow house in the club. If you sort of yeah, yeah is is there's like a biker gang. There's a smoothie center. The There's... smoothie center, I didn't see. You had to tell me about the smoothie. I didn't see that shit. I, I like it's to... just it's just another place. It's just another weird thing that they have in this abandoned power plant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think that like there's this there's this sort of expressiveness, right? Of like, and I, I get that that's the the marketing pitch of Hitman, right? I guess it's like you. 
you can you can do these assassinations any way you want. There's a million different ways to win the mission. But it's it's one thing for that to be true on paper. And it's another thing for like, again, the, the game to put you in this big ass club or to put you in this big like convention center or to put you in the where what's the Agatha Christie house level with the detective and the old lady? Oh, that's Dartmoor. 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 Oh my God. Yeah. Dartmoor. And then the sleazy rich dude hitting on the maid and shit like that. Yeah. And and the and the and the amateur photographer with the leather pants and the and the slouchy beanie. Yeah. Um yeah. It's it's a like it's very it's just a very it's like a, it's a very campy game. It's an incredibly campy game. The gameplay is as ridiculous as you say. Like the highlights online like it's like going to find like a walkthrough say for instance of Hitman yeah. 3 like online is kind of infeasible for that reason because like so much of it is walking around and just you got to you put the 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 service papers in and you got to let the whole speech play out from the NPC like in order to get them to move to the next point in the map so that you can kill them yeah. without drawing around like without drawing the entire guard force or whatever like so like the people that you see doing like 15 20 like the only digestible videos on the internet are people that have played the the levels so many times that they know them like the back of their hand and can do like so the result is like this kind of vein of films on par with like the uh those like those TikToks for people like like never let them see your like let her let them know your next move because mm -hmm. it's like there's this guy uh named Stealth Gamer BR I think like on like on YouTube I was watching her like before we started recording and there's a sequence on the Dartmoor level where he breaks the he breaks the glass of the gun case takes a shotgun out and carries it with him for two and a half minutes but never uses it. Like he he carries it outside to a well, sets it on the lip of the well, goes to where like the guard, like the the groundskeepers are like raking leaves, shoots uh -huh. one of the groundskeepers with a silenced pistol, picks up the rake, knocks out the other one, and then goes to back to where the guard is just now picking up the shotgun and being like, hmm, what is this? Pushes the guard into the well, throws a, throws the rake at the other one, knocks him out, picks the rake back up. Walks into the courtyard, takes out his pistol, shoots to either side, gets a commotion started in the courtyard. Then the guard comes over, steps on the rake, and knocks himself out. Then he finally picks up the pistol and shoots everybody. <laughs> it is like, I'd like, but you could never possibly think to do those things unless you've like spent so much time with that specific level. Like knowing right. the patterns and everything, and like right. how they react to certain things. I think my favorite highlight was a guy I saw who in the Berlin level, because uh, remember it's like ten or eleven total targets you can kill. You need to kill five of them. A guy who somehow like I, I watch. It's like a forty-five minute ordeal. I watched like bits of it. He ends up getting like ten of the eleven guys knocked unconscious, not dead, unconscious into a pile together outside by like <laughs> by by like the stream and then there's one 
there's one of the guys in Berlin, one of the targets has explosives on him. And if you kill him with like a piercing weapon, it will pierce the explosive on him. So he he basically like gets the 11th guy over by this pile and shoots him in the hip and his explosive goes off. And important, so it kills all 11 dudes at once. And also it throws their bodies into the air and they land in the water. So he gets the stealth kill. Oh he gets my the stealth God. kill designation for all of it because there's no trace of any of them. That is absurd. It's beautiful. It's like the arc of their bodies into the water is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. It's like the, the most game. complex and deranged version of Tetris that you yeah, can possibly yeah. conceive. Yeah, for sure. Because it's so satisfying once it comes off. Yes. Um, I think also to your, like, the fact that we're, we're sort of focusing on highlights of people who've clearly played these games way too intensively and know these levels and the AI way too well. It's like, think about it. I could run up in the club in Berlin and sh- and shoot everyone, right? And I and I finished the mission, right? Like, I mean, that, that was a viable approach. It was a viable approach to be like, I don't feel like a spy today. I've been playing Resident Evil games, so I just want to kind of shoot people. I kind of want to get some headshots off, if I'm being honest. Run up in the club, shoot everybody. You can pass the mission, but I think what's like kind of interesting is the feedback. The feedback in Hitman 3 is really good at being like, yeah, you could do that, but but you want to be better, right? Like, I feel like the game is really good at letting me know, even though I succeeded in the mission on Berlin, the game kind of like nudging you and being like, eh, you could you could have pulled that off a lot more artfully. This game is this game is for connoisseurs and you should play it like a connoisseur. Maybe take another stab at that, buddy. You know, that's kind of the spirit of Hitman. And I, I respect that spirit a lot. Cause I did, like I said, it's like I played that level three times now, and every time I'm sitting here being like, I don't know, I just have this natural instinct of like, how can I avoid even knocking people out like how many well, outfits I mean, do i need to get you know access to areas without being seen like i get why people who are video game perfectionists end up gra- gravitating to this series and like doing these really high level you know conditional playthroughs of certain missions yeah i mean like it's also in like this like the like the interface of the game i think i was you know, when you tell when you told me that you just ran up in the club and shot everybody, like at the Berlin level, I was just like, how did you even like, you know, did that feel right to you? Like it was it just did, like, you know, because really I was just kind of like, there's yeah, like there's there's <laughs> such a like the game reminds you at every turn, like with the proper way to play the game. Like, I mean, like there's because it's a live server game and you get less XP for like, you know, certain things or yeah non-targets killed pop up in red like things that like take away from your overall score or experience points like are it's (laughs) yeah you're just being graded as you go along like so it doesn't feel right when you just kind of choose the inelegant solution it what it's with the with the caveat of like it kind of does a thing that a game like gta is good at where, look, man, sometimes you're having a, a bad day in the real world and, like, 
you do have that moment of like, man, fuck the civilian. <laughs> you you just throw a brick at a civilian for no reason to kill him. You know what I mean? It's like, like you do get fed up and you just like, actually... Like I'm the- actually <laughs> tired of waiting for this person to pick out whatever brand of gum it is at this corner store so that they can clear out and I can get the yeah. store clerk's <laughs> uniform. So I'm just going to fish hook them with an actual fish hook. And then I'm going to take out my pistol and kill the guy behind the counter. Yeah, like the, you know, the the one level with the vineyard toward the end of Hitman 3? It's like they 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 totally fucked this up because one of the mission objectives is do not kill Burnwood, and I'm like I'm obviously gonna kill her at some point. Probably you can't just you can't tell me like now don't kill this woman. I'm gonna kill her. Of course I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna reload the save, but I'm obviously going to kill her to see what happens. And then they just fail the mission, right? But um. Yeah. Damn, I'm mad. I'm mad that I went without Hitman this time. I looked up the... I was looking at, like, Blood Money, which is on Steam. And they're like, this game came out in 2006. I was like, what am I... What was I doing between 2006 and now that I have not played Hitman Blood Money? Oh, my God. Where do I even go from here? Do I go to Hitman 2? Do I go to Blood Money? Like, do Um, I ever touch Absolution, which everybody seems to hate? Honestly, I liked Absolution. Really? Blood okay. Bunny is definitely Blood Bunny is definitely the best one that I've ever played. I liked Hitman when it was actually I liked Hitman more when it was linear. Okay. Interesting. Um, why? Can you can you elaborate on why? I think it's like for the exact same thing that you're describing around the story feels it's easier to pull yourself out of like you know, the momentum of the story by the ridiculousness of the gameplay. Like now, like this new sort of um uh this 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 new vein of like video that I'm describing where people do like the highlight reels or whatever is a new word development. You wouldn't think to do that like if you were playing the older games, I guess. Even if it was like Oh, I can be creative about the way that I get through this room. There's only one room to move through. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, okay. yeah. People say I, I remember reading that people being like the older games, like Blood Bunny is definitely smaller, or like a ma- the map would be smaller, right? Like, yeah. And I think uh, like moments like Dubai come as like a reward rather mm-hmm. than like you know. Uh, the first the first level of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I I don't know. I think I really liked that open ended. Like even when you're not necessarily in the mode where you're like, okay, uh, here's my plan. I'm gonna kill this dude, or I'm gonna follow this dude and do the human experiment with the homeless people so that I can get him to go into the room. Like when you're in the phase where you're just trying to figure out, like, you know, where are the staircases in this level, right? Like. The Chongqing level, I read a lot of complaints online after the fact, people being like, yeah, the lab part and the apartment part are too divided, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, I don't know. I kind of just liked being lost in a Hitman level with the tension of like, okay, which disguise works on which people and which area? 
Right. And knowing that you're kind of like casing the joint, man. I like that feeling of like a big apartment complex, a big lab. You're casing the joint. I like and also that there's nothing that you can do so wrong that you can't just load the save again. Yeah, like, there's sure. um, like. I, another game that I had, like, uh, you have been enamored with Hitman 3. Fr- friend of mine, TJ, like, um, who I've talked about on the pod before, recommended Hotline Miami to me, finally. Uh, and okay. he was just like, oh, you should play this. It's only $10. Like, it's not, like, intense like you think it is. It's even more intense than that, like... Not like, let me think about how much ammo I have before I go into this room. It's burst through the door into the room, throw the throw the pipe that you have in your hand at the head of the guy in the, in the corner, pick up his knife, stab the guy in the, in the bathroom stall and pick up his gun and run to the, and shoot through the wall at the other person. So Hotline Miami is a 2012 top-down shooter uh, from Devolver Digital. Which is a um, smaller, like Austin-based studio, but it's like this super pixelated, vibey. Like you sh- spin, like it's kind of just the button mashing Sega Genesis type. Like we are beating this, blowing on the cartridge, doing this in a in a weekend type of game. Um, and it is that thing that you're describing. I can't. I can't. I would I I literally cannot tell you what the game is about but the setup is as I was describing before like underneath the splash screen after you get like the t- the the credits under the title it says tip don't be afraid of dying <laughs> <laughs> um which I think is like honestly the most useful thing in the game um it's very it's just it's just like incredibly ultraviolet. Like I was describing to you before, you can use doors to kill people. Um, you could use pipes to kill people, you can use bricks, you can use knives, you can use guns. A lot of the levels are you fighting your way through um six or seven rotating henchmen, and at the end is a person with a briefcase or something or some sort of MacGuffin that you need to take to the next thing to clear the stage, so on and so forth. But a lot of it is you you just start going forward and you knock out the first person. You pick up their you pick up their weapon and then you try to kill the next person with the next weapon, but you realize they can get to you first because their weapon has a longer reach. So you die and you go back to the beginning. And then once you realize that after you realize that you killed the first person, this time maybe you throw the weapon at the next person and then you pick up their weapon while they're knocked out. But a fun mechanic in the game, as if all the other ones like I was describing weren't fun before, was that once you knock people out, the 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 difficulty and timing is that you have to kill them because they'll get back up. Um and it's very easy to get overwhelmed without like powerful weapons early on in the game. Mm-hmm. So you have to time it to where you knock this person out, then you straddle them. And you straddle them by like you literally just walk in the direction towards them, and the your character automatically starts to straddle them. And then you have to use the dual haptics in the controller to smash it up and down 
Like you're like, you know, beating the person's brains in. And then the the whole thing goes splat. You got to move on to the next person. But you have to do that quickly. Like in the first couple of levels, because you don't have a weapon that can like speed up the process. Um. So yeah, like it's actually becomes in all the mindless slaughter, like a game of strategy. Um, but it's really fast paced. And yes, it really helps not to think about being afraid of dying. In a similar way to like Hitman 3, um, things oh, like I've kind of had spells where I've been put off of it because I'll clear one level finally and then get to the next one and I'll start thinking about what's the right way to do this instead of let me explore this level. Yeah, yeah. Which is I when that. I want to stop playing because it's just kind of like, well, I, I don't fucking know where the wrench is and I don't know where, like, you know, these transfer papers are or, 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 or. Like, in Hotline Miami, none of that matters because there's just, like, there really is just the next room and it, if you run out of weapons and you get to a point where you die or whatever, it's very easy to get back, you know? Because you know yeah. how. Yeah. I think, okay, two things about the comparison to Hitman 3. One, I think what you're describing is right, right? Like, I feel like it's easy to develop a sense of tunnel vision. Like, if you get obsessed with a door you can't clear, you're going to fuck yourself, right? Because it's like, the answer realistically is like, I don't know, just find another door or just go around it or go under it or go over it or go through. You know what I mean? But like, uh, especially like with Hitman 3, I don't, I don't know what the older games are like. And whether that's less of an option, but a Hitman Three, it just it definitely feels like wherever you're trying to go, there's eight ways to get there, right? Um, it's a right, yeah. I can see how it'd be frustrating if you kind of get obsessed with like, uh, yeah, if you kind of bottleneck yourself. But I think to your point too about like not being afraid of dying in Hotline Miami, and the same with like you could always reload in Hitman. It's like. I, and even the thing you're describing about what do you do when you're confronting one enemy and another enemy and you can get one down, but then you have the time that you get the other enemy down. It's like, I think about like in the, the Chongqing level, when you're in the apartment complex and you have the block guards, right? Who are sort of like, you can't pass my trespassing, mate. And you always think it's like, in games like this, right? In, in, in sort of dumber stealth games, it's like, what do you do? What are you constantly doing in other stealth games? Well, you throw a bottle so that the bottle breaks so that the one guard goes and investigates it. So you either sneak up behind him and incapacitate him or you sneak around him, blah, blah, blah. And like Hitman is always sort of sabotaging that way of thinking of it because it'll cluster two guards together. And also there will be two guards coming down the stairs so that even if you somehow incapacitated them together, you're going to get fucked when you're dragging the body away, right? Like it's, it's stuff like that constantly, right? And so the to me, my version of like not being afraid of dying is kind of thinking of it like a rush hour blooper reel, right? Because it's like one thing I kept trying to do in Chongqing is like do the move, right? It feels like you're, you're trying to like do this super smooth move, but when it fails, you just look like a dipshit, which is you want to, you want to in like, you want to throw a glass bottle at one guy to knock him out and then immediately pull out your silenced pistol to shoot the second guy. But like my success rate for pulling that off 
is like 5%. Because most time what happens is you hit the first guy with the bottle and then you're like fumbling with the controls to get the pistol out. The other guy is just staring because it's at you. Not like, like, because pulling out your weapon is not as smooth as you would think if it's yeah. not already equipped before. <laughs> it's not know? like weapon wheel type. Everything is just instant, right? You really got to like, Okay, I threw the bottle. Now I gotta get the gun out and then shoot the other guy. The other guy is just staring at you, calling for backup. Or, like, what is this thing yeah, or it's just like you have to have both the bottle and the gun, and then you drop the gun, then equip the bottle, throw the bottle to knock the person out, then you immediately pick up the gun and shoot the guy. Yes. It's yeah. like <laughs> But it's those like, are like important workarounds because you need those seconds. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're imagining how you're imagining how smoothly that would go if you were in a movie. If you were in a Bond movie, it would be the smoothest shit in the world. But you're trying to do it hit, man. You feel like an asshole. Right? And it's like the worst moment of it. And it's like a good moment. But it's like after you hack the data core after you've done the assassinations in Chongqing and you're trying to get out of the basement lab and it's like that one corridor where you're in the level the tier three area and there's like two guards posted at the exit and then two guards come and join them and then two more guards come down the stairs and you're just like I have no weapons at this point what the fuck and then you find the chloroform and you're just like these guys are all walking around and you just got to time it. You got to be like, these six dudes have to be standing right in a circle. And, you and over the, the comms, you're just sort of like, can you form some sort of rudimentary <laughs> mist? <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> it is like so ridiculous because it's just like, you imagine like Sam Rockwell and Galaxy <laughs> Quest sweating over the comms being like, like, do you have a plan for this? Do you know? Like, and it's you have no plan because there's six guards and you have a gas. Six, you know? there's six of them, and you're just like, I got this one bottle of chloroform, and you just you just chuck it at one guy's head and hope that the splash radius on it gets all six of them. Because if it only gets five, you're fucked. You know what I mean? It's like because you got to make noise anyway. This is the beauty of Hitman, man. Like, I'm so mad I missed out on this series until now. I, like, am obsessed with all of these levels. I'm going to go play Dartmoor after we record this. I didn't do Dartmoor elegantly, too. Again, I didn't really start trying to be elegant until Berlin. Uh, I'm going to go play Dartmoor and, and actually follow the detective this time, see what the fuck he's talking about. Um, Wait, you, you, you did Dartmoor without, like... Doing the detective? No. No. Dartmoor. How did I do Dartmoor? I knocked out one of the low-level security people. I got in. I knocked out one of the hotel staff. I I passed the the again the sleazy rich dude hitting on the maid. I climbed on the prim I climbed on the sides of the house. I snuck into old girl's room, right? I stole a Fabergé egg, by the way. And then I found the the her weird BDSM room with the peephole. Oh yeah, with and the, then I just hid the, in there. And then I just she came in there and started talking to herself. And I was like, Oh yeah, with the it? pillow. Yeah, yeah. Was just, I was like, yeah. ah, you should have been here. You just walked right into my shit. And then, yeah, I forgot the detective was even there. I, you know what I mean? Like, what are the what are those called? Like mission stories? I don't think I did any of those. To be honest with you, um, I'm gonna play smart though. 
I'm gonna make my own highlights. Um, what else you got this week, Micah? It, it's, it's all Hitman over here in Cleveland. I, I mean, uh, what else is that? Oh yeah. Well, I you know I finished Peripheral. Peripheral was pretty good. It's been a while since I've watched a television show that made me want to go read the source novel. And I've started it and I've almost finished it. It's pretty good by William Gibson. It's actually better than like I, the, the television show. You'll be shocked to find out. But the show itself is pretty entertaining on the level of new Amazon Prime thing. You know, like it's, it's, it's a very propulsive story, I think, for the first, like now that it's all out, all because it was like a sort of new episodes Friday situation. And the last one came out, like episode eight came out this past Friday. Bet. Um, it's actually, you know, it's a f- like it's a fun story. It's a little like you know doom and gloom about people communicating to each other through a video game on either side of a, a extinction level event. Uh, so this extinction level event is called the jackpot and somehow Chloe Grace Barrett's character and her brother find themselves through VR talking to people in the future in London who are, you know, trying to change the past through subtle and unsubtle means. It's like, it's got some fun performances in it, really. It's just like, uh, women in power suits. The album with cheat with high cheekbones. Like wow, they just like okay. this is very like people in rooms giving speeches to other people to threaten them. Like I know that I have you, so you, that you're just going to allow me to bloviate and grandstand in the place that you live while picking up and putting down your things. Um. It's like that kind of show. That's my um, flow in real life. That's my my flow in real life. <laughs> I can get with that. We got we got William Gibson. We got Hotline Miami. Like don't 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 ever let it be said we don't do this podcast for the culture. Let me tell you. Um. Yeah, man. You know. Uh, so yeah, that it's it's big good. Um, uh, I, Micah, this. We gonna get out of here because I'm gonna go play Hitman some more. <laughs> it's Monday night. I gotta go to Dartmoor. You got any tips? Give me some tips by all means. I mean, like, get the staff disguise first before you get the uh, before you get the detective disguise. Yeah, and know the where the staff is... disguise is. Um, uh, just okay. because, like, moving around and completing the challenges will be. A easier if you have both okay yeah the security disguise was not that helpful because you and then you get the other security people that wear suits and they're just like oh man you fucking get bugger off it's like well hold on now like i work here i'm on national health insurance too um uh anyway that this concludes our discussion of hitman and other such ephemera um who email us Listeners, but Hitman, any Hitman, Absolution, if you want to, like, I, I'm, 
Absolution, people really make that that game sound bad. Um, but I, I don't know, man. It's probably one of those games that's like $2 on Steam at this point. Maybe I'll just buy it to buy it. Um, is, is, you know, as winter is coming. Like, what am I do? Um, but listeners, email us soundonlypod at gmail.com about Hitman, anything else you want to talk about. End of the year, holiday season, yada, yada, yada. Hotline Miami. We're like eight years late to hot my, Hotline Miami discourse. Yeah, you're, I know, it's like, but like, you know, your take on your favorite team at the World Cup currently, you know, uh, yeah. like whatever. It's yeah. just Soccer email talk. us soundonlypod at gmail.com. Absolutely. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. Shouts out to our producer, Stefan Anderson. We'll see you next week.